I'm here. Is this live? Ladies and gentlemen, we are Yeah, okay. You know, fine. What are you doing? Thank you, dummies. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Amp Radio, brought to you as ever by the Amp Radio Network. My name is Proteus. We are here this evening uh, to do a little Smack My Picks Up yet again. Um, we're we're going to do Smack My Picks Up, ladies and gentlemen, co- uh, main event, co-main event for Fight Night 158. Uh, I believe this is also known, DJ Tony, correct me if I'm incorrect, as UFC on ESPN 14 or 15. Marco, anybody? Anyways, it doesn't matter. Darn it, Proteus. Uh, I did the UFC Fight Night 158 just for you. <laughs> I know. I know. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. At it. Uh, we'll be live and direct <laughs> Cerrone versus Gaethje, which will take place September 14th, 2019, at the Rogers Arena in beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Ladies and gentlemen, we are lucky enough to have the Fighting Four with us back in action coming at you this week. That's right. Pammy's back. She survived the impending hurricane. We will get that story coming up. Uh, but again, like I said, let's go ahead and get to it. Bring in the host of the show. We are going to do main event, co-main event. And then, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we have to get to Amparado Rewind. Uh, there was just too much that happened last weekend for us not to talk about it. Um, so no spotlight fight of the night. I know it's everyone's favorite segment of the show, uh, but we have not been able to do it the, the past couple of weeks because there's just so much to talk about. And uh, let's go ahead and get into it right now, DJ Tony. Let's go uh, deep into South Carolina, right on the beach, uh-uh. I do believe. Sorry, that's right. North Carolina. My bad. There you go. We, we might as well, because it's Duke. You know, I figure they're down there somewhere in the south. No, Duke is all full of people from New Jersey. <laughs> Sorry, that was me spitting. My apologies. <laughs> Let's get to it. It's Pam from North Carolina. I am back. And her baby. What's up, guys? I missed you all for like two weeks. I've missed you, haven't I? That's correct. Two weeks. We only had uh, picks for you from two weeks ago, and unfortunately, you did not have a good week that week. Oh, I did so not. We I had you didn't day. have a good week this week as well. I don't know. I'm just saying. I had a mere of the week. My last two weeks have been mere of the, but whatever. Um, survived the hurricane. Um, uh, minimal damage. Actually, no damage. Uh, Yard debris. You were just saying you know, heavy storm and, uh, damage to me, right? Yeah, exactly. It's just heavy storm damage and, and falling yeah, limbs yeah, exactly. and such. So we were very, 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 very fortunate. Very fortunate. Yeah. I, I mean, it's always good to be safe uh, rather than sorry. And you know, like I said on this show oh, I totally agree. last week, you guys have, you guys hunkered down. I, I, I made a mistake, I think, last, last week, and I said it was last year that you hunkered down, but I think it was two years ago you were hunkering down no, when it was, it was Matthew, correct? No, it was last year. It was exactly yeah, last see? year because the, the right crazy on. thing was that, that people that still had storm, dam- dam- storm damage from last year are, are barely still getting their stuff fixed up right now. So when the storm was coming, everybody was panicking because 
I have a friend of mine that, that their house is completely flooded, completely flooded. They just oh got everything finished probably not even a month ago. And they posted pictures of their neighborhood, and their neighborhood was flooding. So they were, like, freaking uh, out because they thought that their house was going to get flooded again. Yeah, no kidding. Well, at least you're safe, Pam. And, uh, and you know, we can only uh, send our thoughts and prayers out to the people that were extremely oh, affected no, by it. As um, we said last week, you know, the Bahamas, pretty much some parts of it getting erased from existence. Yeah. Um, so, we can only uh, thank God that you're safe. Um, welcome back again, Pammy. Um, we've got a pretty exciting main card or main event to talk about this week. And, of course, all the action that we had last week. But let's go and throw to the big boss man himself and bring him in because I believe DJ Tony might have some new music. It's Tony time, bitch. You know what, Proteus, would it make a difference? Because my music doesn't like me anyway. <laughs> Hang on, let me try one last thing. I'm going to use the power of Pammy, who's back. Hey, DJ! Yeah, yeah. DJ! Yeah. Hey! Hey, y'all. Hey! Marco. I'm coming at you from the mean streets. Who am I lying? There are no streets in Danville, California. Coming at y'all. No, that doesn't. I can't do (laughs) y'all. You know what? Is it you or y'all? Y'all. I said. I said y'all to somebody two weekends ago, and they went y'all, and I went, ah, damn, damn it. What happened? That's funny. Anyways, Tony, how you doing? How you doing? Ooh, you, you doing? no, nothing on the Joey? No? All right, never mind. Yeah, how you doing? So uh, tell us quickly, uh, uh, Tony, because we're not going to talk about it much this, tonight. How was last weekend at the Bellator event? Good times or what? I got to be honest with you guys. Um, and, yeah, you guys know I'm a, I'm a Bella Force fan. But I'll, I'll tell you, the treatment that one gets from a Bellator event to any other event is, is different. Um, it's funny, though, because I think Pam has probably the most um, UFC experience of being at shows of, of recent. But UFC events usually fill up re- really quick. At Bellator, no one gets there until 7.02 p.m. Like, literally, uh, no California. one gets there until the main card. Gosh. That's California that? for you, brother. Because it's California. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I just said. Said, just, as expensive as the tickets are, I'm, get, I'm there from the get-go. All right, so guys, let's let's digress a bit because we need to bring in the star of the show and we're already seven minutes deep in the show. Let's throw deep to the heart of Texas. Sparkle from Michael, brother. Marco from Wicoroche it passa. So, uh, DJ Tony was a correspondent for Am Radio on Bellator last weekend. He has to watch 
the prelims, he has to watch the main car, the, the kerfuffle, the main event, and then he had to fight six post-limbs. What the hell is with those post-limbs with Bellator, man? What the hell? What is wrong with that? And then a guy breaks his leg with the post-limb, and nobody even watches that shit. Bellator needs to yeah. stop doing that stupid crap. But whatever. Let's talk it was, MMA. Yes, sir. It was pretty brutal, but let's go ahead and get into it. DJ Tony, go ahead and throw it to the music. To the lightweight division we go. Donald the Cowboy Cerrone going up against your boy, Pammy. Uh, Justin, the highlight, Gaethje. Of course, Donald Cerrone, number four in the division against number five, Dustin Gaethje. Donald Cerrone, 36-12-0, oh, and with one no contest against Gaethje. 22, 20 wins, two losses, no no contest. Um Donald Cerrone with a little bit of the height advantage with coming in at 6-1 against Gaethje's 5-11, but I'm sure Pam is going to break that down for us later. Marco, mm-hmm. let's throw to you in the in the main event here, brother, because I think I've got some good news for you later on. So let's start with you, because we didn't start with you in the main event last week. All yours, brother. The goal of you not starting with me, what's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> You're doing proper this week, though. You're doing proper this week. So, dude, Thank you. This fight, this card is a sneaky good, man. And uh, this main event is, is worth your your ESPN Plus subscription money. But it's only, long, you know, five bucks a month. So if you don't have five bucks on your pocket to watch this fight, you're a cheap bastard. So this card is worth it. You suck. This main event is worth it. Exactly. Uh, dude, uh, I know it's a lot of love for Donald Cerrone, you know. Uh, he has been a perennial contender. He's probably uh, a perennial BMF title contender. You know, we're going to talk about the BMF title later. Uh, but I tell you what, man, this is the kind of fight that Donald probably is not going to freaking do well. Because when he gets pressure, he gets, he gets done. Enter Rafael Dos Anjos, enter Nate Diaz. And, and we know that Justin Gage is all team violence. Oh, you know, God damn, the guy is, is good when, when he goes forward. And, and Gage does not care if you punch him so he can give you two or three back. Uh, historically speaking, Donald Cerrone has been a slow starter. He tried to start quick with Tony Ferguson, and he did good in the first round, but then you saw what Tony Ferguson did to Donald Cerrone, and, uh, you know, and then the famous blow your nose and whatever on his last fight. It's going to be an entertaining fight. I, I know Donald Cerrone is game for it, you know, he's above him effort. But I think Gage got more ammunition on the freaking, uh, on, on his uh, weapons. Uh, it's going to be a, the, uh, the world of attrition that Gage likes, and uh, we have seen Donald Cerrone will under the pressure. It's going to be entertaining until it lasts, but I think Gage gets a TKO on the fourth round, and then he's be, it's going to be on the queue for the win of Tony Ferguson Habib or maybe a fight with Conor McGregor because, you know, we don't know what Conor does, but let's get somebody somebody pay. That's another discussion. Uh, give me KG, TK on the phone. Okay, KG. I was kind of confused there because you kept saying he. I wasn't sure who you were talking about. Now, Marco, let me go ahead and give you the odds so you can comment on the odds real quickly. Uh, as you said, uh, going with your pick, Gaethje at a minus 200 right now against Cerrone at a plus 170. Thoughts? That got closer because Gage was a bigger, a bigger favorite than Cerrone, a bigger underdog at the beginning of the week. So some money's coming on Cerrone. Like I said, he, 
I'm not saying that Ferrari doesn't have a chance because you always have a chance. He's an excellent fighter. But historically speaking, and, uh, you know, Gagey is, is the guy to go with uh, just because of the style. And, you know, style made facts. And uh, under pressure, Ferrari has wilted more often than that. So I still go with uh, Gagey for Rodriguez. Wonderful. All right. Thank you very much, Marco. Um, Pam, you heard Marco's mm-hmm. thoughts there, and of course you heard the odds. Um, what are your thoughts on this main event? I mean, the UFC bringing like a great main event uh, to Canada, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know so much about the undercard, you know, Uriah Hall's there, Todd Duffy's making his return back after a number of years. Chad Skelly's on the card, but he's buried down at the bottom. Um, so, Pretty good main event to bring back to uh, a country that loves fights. Uh, what are your thoughts on the fights? And, and give us your thoughts on the odds as well. I, you know, I, this is, um, I'm excited for this. Oh, my gosh. I, I, initially, I didn't know who to pick. I was like, oh, do I go with Cowboy? Do I go with Gacy? Y'all know I was going to pick Gacy. Come on. Do you remember what, when on. he was with PLF? And I kept telling y'all, you guys got to check out this guy, man. I love him. I absolutely love him. And I'm going to tell you what, Justin gives the best hug. He is so huggable and sweet and, oh, my gosh. But anyway, so we're looking at uh, Justin Gagey, um, 30, 5'11", 71-inch reach versus Cerrone, 36, 6'0". Do you remember I said that, 6'0"? He's 6 feet tall, 73-inch reach. Um, Gagey, wrestling, boxing, he has KO power. Uh, versus Cerrone, who's got his kickboxing and jiu-jitsu black belt. Uh, shout out to uh, the Joe Schilling for training him. But um, Donald Cerrone's bane is boxing, and Gagey is going to box him up, um, mostly because Justin is crazy. Um, it's Like Marco said, the, the pressure that he puts on you, this guy is like a – like he goes into zombie mode. He keeps coming at you, coming at you, coming at you. You can knock him down. He's going to get up. It's, it's like, did you see Zombie Land where they had to throw Twinkies at the zombies? That's what you need for Justin Gagey. Um, I am actually picking him with the first round TKO. Always double tap, DJ Tony. Let's throw to you, brother. <laughs> like I was saying to Pam. I love it! Like I was saying, Pam, um, great main event here. I mean, the, the co-main event, maybe not as good. Uh, maybe the rest of the card, not as good. But if, if you're, um, like you, like Marco said, if you're an ESPN Plus um, subscriber, I mean, you're probably already down with the king on this one, right, DJ Tony? So let's throw to you. What are your thoughts? I am down with the king. By the way, shout out to Pam for doing the coming at you, coming at you, coming at you. I haven't heard that since I was with my ex-girlfriend. Boom, boom. I missed that. Cricket. 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 I know. You're right, Marco. I misbehaved. I'm going to give myself one of those anyway. Here's the thing, though, guys. Donald Cerrone, I mean, I I know that everyone loves Donald Cerrone. I love Donald, Donald Cerrone. Cerrone is. Do you love Donald just, Cerrone? I don't know if I love him. I like him. But I don't know if I love him, but, you know, um, shout out to Danger, by the way, which is not his name. It's his middle name, but shout out to Danger. Um, listen, the one thing about Donald Cerrone is he got KO'd by Masvidal, what, two years ago, uh, lost to Hobby Lawler, KO'd by Darren Till, right? Um, 
KO'd by, by Tony Ferguson, my namesake. Unfortunately, I think it's going to happen again. I think this is going to be a brutal fight. I don't know if it goes three rounds. Certainly, I don't think it's going to go five. If it does, that would be a miracle. Um, I'm taking Justin Gagey, guys. Second round TKO, and it's not going to be pretty for either one of them. Second round TKO. Justin Gagey. TKO. Second round. Okay. I, I, I Honestly, guys, unfortunately, I think this is going to be a clean sweep on this one. Um, I think that the power and the ability of Gutch, Justin Gaethje to get out of the gate fast. We know Donald Cerrone is, you know, the kind of fighter who takes a while to warm up. You know, he takes a while to get into the fight. And I just don't believe that um, Justin Gaethje is the kind of guy that you want to do that against. We know that Gaethje is very good at working those legs. We know Donald Cerrone is good at at checking kicks. But I just think that the onslaught and the ability of Gaethje to finish fights early is going to be on uh, showcase in this particular one. Um, Pam, I'm going with you as well. I, I don't think it's going to be a TKO. I think Gaethje knocks uh, um, Cerrone out uh, in the first round, um, probably later in the first round, but I, I don't see this one getting out the first, guys. I think, uh, unfortunately, my boy Donald Cerrone, you guys know I'm on Team Cerrone. He's uh, definitely on Team Proteus, but I just have to cannot pick with him on this one. Gaethje's too dangerous. Anybody have a retort? No? Everybody's good? No, I think he's good. Watch the, watch the MMA go to stick it to us and Soron is going to win Saturday. Watch it. The funny thing is that, that um, just because we're picking Justin doesn't mean that, that we don't like Cerrone. I mean, every, how can you not like Cerrone? You know, he, he's been one of the staples, and I, I think he should be up there one, one day fighting for that, what is it, the BFM belt? Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Bobby Knuckles! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next month, next month. Yeah. Yeah, so guys, um, look, uh, it's again, like I said, it's nothing against Cerrone. I like him. He's one of my guys. I just can't take him in this fight. Gaethje has just uh, proven to be more than a handful, especially in the first round. DJ Tony, let's go ahead and move on to the Coleman event. Cue that music. Also, I went against the MMA gods both weeks. They said it wouldn't get done, Marco. I said the MMA gods would not allow both weekends to go off well, and both weekends went off well. Big night for okay, China. Big us. night for Thank Abu Dhabi. Huh? I said, now you just jinxed us. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, Pammy, <laughs> let's throw to you. We always start with you in the co-main event. Um, this is going to be no sure. different. Glover Teixeira. Uh, going against uh, Nika, sorry, Nico Krilov. Sorry, one more time. Nikita, Nikita Krilov. Yeah, Nikita Krilov. Nikita. Sometimes oh, it's hard right. to get my tongue around. Yeah, we'll just call him Nikki Thrill. Thank That's you very much, Marco. Goodness. All right, oh, so right. to share number nine against uh, Krilov. Nikki Nikita. Thrills at number thirteen. Um, Let's go ahead and give you the breakdown. Glover Teixeira, 29-7-0. Pammy against 26-6-0. Oh. 
Um, Nikki Thrills, also known as The Miner. Um, this is a push em, Pammy. Um, both guys are at a, a 110. Minus one ten. Uh, so like no, even the odds makers don't know what, where to go with this one. So maybe this sure. co-main event would be better than I'm giving it credit for. What do you got here, Pammy? Co-main event of uh, UFC Fight Night one fifty eight. Okay, well I, I was doing my a little bit of research on this fight, and this fight is actually on paper very very interesting fight. I mean Glover Teixeira, you know, given his age, he's thirty nine. 6'2 with a 76-inch reach versus Nikita. Keep in mind, he's one of the OVs, 27, the young buck, 6'3. His reach is 77.5. Um, Glover has 17 KOs, 8 subs, 4 decisions. Um, Nikita, 10 KOs and 15 subs, no decisions. So um, Glover Teixeira, uh, second-degree black belt in jiu-jitsu. He does kaju kembo, which is a hybrid martial art from Hawaii, karate, judo, jiu-jitsu, kempo, and boxing, which is pretty interesting. He is three and two of his last five versus Nikita. Nikita is a black belt in karate. He's a submissions master and a hand-to-hand combat master. He's four and one of his last five. And, and I'm just giving it to the OV. You got that young blood going okay. in there. I, I'm going to go with the submission. I'm going to take a second round submission with Nikita. Okay. How you doing? Round submission. How you doing? All right, DJ Tony. Um, as we've talked about on the show, you know, Krilov returning to uh, the UFC being, you know, no joke, man. Um Coming up here against Glover Teixeira, we know that he's dangerous. He's got that big power. Uh, what are your thoughts, DJ Tony? We'll throw it to you. Here's the thing, though, guys, and it's Pam said this actually. It's remarkable that Nikita Krylov, who's what 31 fights, um, I don't know how many he has in, in the UFC, at least 10, but he's never gone three rounds. I mean, gosh, I mean, obviously he hasn't headlined yet, but he's never gotten three. I'm pretty sure this isn't going to go three either. The problem is Nikita actually, when he loses, he gets KO'd, right, typically. I mean, he has, I think, one submission loss, but that's about it. When Glover uh, loses, who knows, right, he's all over the place. Um, I I don't think Glover is going to do it. I think Glover is already – over? No, that that you know what? Let me take that joke Glover, back. That over. Got it. I think Glover's over. Um shout out to Glover. Oh. And and I mean Danny Glover, not Glover Teixeira. Um <laughs> nothing? Yeah. All right. You know what guys? I'm going with Nikita Krylov only because when <laughs> I was a kid my favorite wrestler was Nikita Koloff. So I'm going with a Nikita Krylov. The only reason I like the name. Nikita Krylov, the uh, something second round TKO early. Okay, second round TKO. Okay, so since 2016, uh, when Krylov, Nikki Thrills lost to Sirkinov, uh, um, uh, he came back into the UFC, got that loss against Blachowicz. Um, of course, that one's. Tough one, second round submission, comes back against St. Prue, gets the win in April. 
uh, second round submission. So redeeming himself and looking like um, the, the Nikki thrills that we saw outside of the UFC. Uh, I believe 100% guys that Krilov is going to go ahead and get this done. I'm going to go with Nikki thrills as well. Um, I know this is only a three-round fight. I'm going to take uh, the third round, though. I think I'm also going to go with uh, a TKO or submission, so I have to make it a, a, a decision on which which one I'm going to go with. I'm going to take TKO to stay on the safe side. Um, I don't know that Glover is going to get uh, submitted he seems pretty talented on the ground. Um, he's got the ground credentials and also has the heavy hands. Um, so I'm going with Krylov, third round uh, TKO. Um, Marco, let's throw to you. Co-main event, fight night, 158. You've heard all of the shiza that we've said. Uh, be the voice of reason, brother. Okay, so this is a sneaky good co-main event, but, uh... Glover yeah. Teixeira, it's unbelievable that he's an OG now. I mean, a few years ago, he, he was a coach. To, to the chain that he came out late into the USC, this guy should have been, you know, in another, in another lifetime, he should have been a champion. But, uh, oh, well, that's the way the cards get played sometimes. Well, Nikita Krilov, man, when he came, first came into the USC, people were laughing at him. They, they still think he was that good. But every single time he came in, he got a little bit better and a little bit better, and then he left. He did five five rounds in Eastern Europe when he wasn't back in Russia. Came back and came back even better, man. I mean, the guy has improved leaps and bounds, and you can see it on his on his fighting style. Uh, yeah, he got more submission but than chaos, but all his submissions are set by his striking. So he will hurt you on the feet, you will go on the ground, and then he will grab an egg or, or something weird and, and submit you. Glover uh, Teixeira is too good to get submitted. So, uh, but I think Glover uh, Shane, he has been in too many wars, man. And uh, like I said, Nicky tells you that beat you by finishing you or he, he loses by devastating fashion. I don't see him Saturday today. I think he will KO, TKO uh, Glover Teixeira on the second round. He is very good at using his head kicks, set up his head kicks after his punches. So, so, and a sneaky leg kick is going to set up the TKO on the second round, Nicky Trills. Start uh, climbing the rankings because we need freaking contenders for John Jones anyway. So give me Nikki Trios on the second round with a TKO. School essay. <laughs> Marco, I caught the bug from you from last week. I was on mute. My apologies. Um, so guys, like uh, uh, Marco said, <laughs> yeah, like Marco said, this co-main event should be good. I don't know so much about the rest of the event. I'm sure it's going to prove me wrong because every time we have a fight in Canada. Uh, everybody comes to fight um, because the crowd is so good. So it should be an interesting card, guys. If you've got ESPN Plus, tune in. Uh, if not, catch the replays. Uh, now that we're halfway through the show, Marco, let's go ahead and throw to a little bit of Amp Radio Rewind. Rewind. <laughs> Sorry, I ruined that for you. Why don't you do that clean, please? Rewind. <laughs> That's right. Let's go ahead and throw back to the week that weekend that was. Uh, wow. I mean, <laughs> UFC 242. Um, 
and Bellator Vader versus uh, Nevermind. Let's not talk about it. Let's go ahead and get into it, though, guys. Uh, and Marco, we'll start with you because the main event um, was definitely, um, I mean, a show for Khabib. Um, DJ Tony took Khabib. Uh, Marco, you took Habib. I was the only one that took Poirier. Oh, before we get into this, let me go ahead and let you guys know who is the champion of this week. Uh, Marco goes ahead and gets takes down the title this week. Um, guys, just so you all know, uh, this the has been uh, kind of the yeah, this is this has kind of been eating at me for a while now, guys. Um, I've decided that if anybody goes ahead and gets um, a decision win um, that see like if you if you were to pick like second round TKO you would get three points right like if you if Felder would have won second round TKO I would give you three points for that right because you got Felder right you got TKO and you got the round correctly so uh, now what I had not been doing up to this point is not I've only been giving you a point for Felder and I've given been you a point for the decision. So now what I'm doing is I'm going to give you a point for getting the round correct as well. I just think that's fair. I don't know if you guys want to have uh, an argument about it, but I just think that's fair for the person who chooses decision because you should get three points for that because you would be getting uh, three points if you decided, if you chose something else. Anyways, long story short, Marco, you win by one. DJ Tony, yeah, you were right in the running there, man. You guys both had a great week. Uh, congratulations to you both. I got a big goose egg. Marco, let's throw to you in the main event. With all the oil money and the slave labor that the uh, United Emirates got, they couldn't finish up exactly. playing time. What a shame. But whatever. It was a cool event, dude. You know, it was a heavy show. Uh, it was cool to see the reception he got. Go for him. You know, the guy is becoming a, a global superstar. You know, the probably the second most famous. Uh, Muslim athlete in the planet behind that guy that plays for freaking uh, Liverpool. But uh, uh, what can I say about the fight, man? Uh, I mean, I was hoping Poirier would show us something. I hit him for like 30 seconds in the second round on his feet, and then for like 20 seconds on the ground with a guillotine. But besides that, it was a cabicho. And it, it was a, it was a mauling. It was like, it was ugly, greedy, uh, the guy's too good, man. And people need to start changing the game plan. Trying to stop the table from Habib is not going to work. Trying to let him freaking take you to the fence is not going to work. You, you have to do something different because the way people are trying to stop... 28 have tried and 28 have failed. The guy is yeah. probably... I'm not coroning him right now because he's still saying there has to be one more fight for him to be the best lightweight ever. He needs to be Tony Ferguson. But he's on that realm, dude. One of the greatest of all time. 12 fight winning streak on the UFC. Uh, freaking, uh, he has beat former champions, uh, interim champions, the linear champion with Conor McGregor, RDA, Dustin Poirier. If he gets Tony Ferguson, there is no argument that he's the best lightweight ever. And uh, probably one of the best pound for pound fighters that we've ever seen. The guy's just too good on the ground. His striking is okay, but his ground game is in another freaking level. He sticks to you like glue, and he doesn't let you go. And then he starts punching you and draining you and, and, and throwing, trying summation after summation. And you, the thing that told me, told me the story of the fight, it was Dustin Poirier say, I can, in, on the corner, 
I cannot get this guy off. That told me. Yeah, and he's kind of space. When, when Dustin said that, oh, my head said, oh, he already lost a fight. He, he, he is the scorer, so he doesn't know what to do. Uh, congratulations, Khabib Nurmagomedov, man. Uh, Tony Ferguson is the next fight. Don't give me no Connor or whoever. Tony Ferguson is the next fight. Those are the two best lightweights on the planet. Four of them with 12-5 winning streaks. Four of them with, uh, now the, one the champion or one the former interim champion. If you don't make that fight, something is wrong with this planet, dude. That is the fight to make. Uh, Connor, go fight Dustin Poirier because he deserves it. And, uh, and, and let's play it out the way it's supposed to be. Congratulations, Habib. Uh, wow. I, I, I was dumbfounded how good the guy is. I, I have nothing else to say. Pammy, Marco has nothing mm-hmm. else to say. What do you got? Meh, not really. I, you know, initially I wasn't going to watch because um, I thought I had to work and I ended up not having to work. And, man, I was watching fights. What, what time did they start? Was it like 8 o'clock or some crazy out, 10? I don't even know. But I watched from the beginning I, I all the way down to the end, and it was great. Oh, my gosh, the um, – the, the reception that he got. But what I still don't get, and I know those people got money, all those empty seats, you know, when, when there's a fight on. I, I just can't fathom that because, like I say, I pay a lot of money for a ticket. I'm going to get every penny's worth of my ticket. So I just don't get yeah. okay. um, when they just show Bye, up because there was Bye. a lot of great fights. Bobby, the cheapest uh-huh. seat on that, on that was $2,500. Oh shoot! Really? Yeah, so that, that was not a cheap event. That, there was a lot no. of rich people in that place. That was not a cheap event. Dang. Well, I am not paying that ever, ever, ever for a ticket. <laughs> but it was. But fun. you would was, expect if you paid that much, Sammy. Sammy, if you paid that much, you would expect that there would be air conditioning, right? Oh, for real? Yeah. Heck yeah. You know what when pissed they were me off? That it Pam? was. Um, like 99 degrees right. outside and 125 inside, I was like, oh, uh-uh. Yeah. No. Listen, we ha- up here in Canada, it gets hot and it also gets cold. There's no way in hell, if you go to any sporting function that it, in the winter, that it's going to be minus anything in the arena. And if you go in the summer, there's no way it's going to be plus 120 in the fucking stadium. It's an I oversight. can't even imagine. No, it, there's no way. And Dana White tried to play it off like he was nothing. Oh, we go to open air uh, arenas in Brazil. Listen, we weren't in fucking Brazil, oh, no. motherfucker. Every yeah. single event that you showed on looking forward to a uh, looking forward to a fight was the most pristine place we could have found. You know. Uh, look at so much, oh, all the things you can do in Abu Dhabi. Well, apparently if you go to a UFC event, you can't get air conditioning. Bogus. <laughs> I, I want to tell you what is the inside scoop on this whole thing. They are actually building an, an actual arena. They are actually building, but they fell behind because of contractors and contractors. Yeah, they fell like behind. That. My asshole, Marco. They, be- they have enough yeah. slaves but, in that country. Come on, man. I, this, is, this is what they said. Like, the actual building like uh, this is by uh, the guy from MMA fighting that was there, uh, Mike, uh, uh, Mike Bond. The actual building is, is being built. 
but it's not complete. That's why they, at the last freaking minute, they beat this fucking pet thingy because the, the actual bit that they wanted to debut is not complete. So they mess it up. I mean, I don't give two shits about the Abu Dhabi and the United Arab Emirates. They got their own issues. But with all the money they got, they should have figured it out this shit a long time ago, uh, and, you know, and I'll get it done right. But, you know, that's just me. Okay, so let's let's digress a bit because I got upset there. Uh, DJ Tony, we're going to throw to you in a second. Um, listen, <clears throat> my breakdown of this fight is that uh, Poirier just, he didn't ever get off. You know what I mean, Marco? He needed to press. He pressed a little bit uh, in the second and a little bit in the third. Um, I think Poirier hurt his leg um, when he threw um, – one of those calf kicks in, in the second round. And I think that really um, diminished uh, the ability of for Poirier to move around. Um, and then, of course, as we know, in the third round, Poirier just blew his arms out trying to uh, lock in that guillotine where he did not have both hooks in. He did not have a body lock. Uh, he was just trying to finish uh, Habib, um, you know, and he didn't have his body locked down. I mean, he he was just blowing out his arms. And of course he was throwing all of those big punches earlier on trying to, to um, lock Habib down and Habib was making him miss. And not only was Habib making him miss, but he was hitting Poirier with major shots, really, really good jabs. Uh, there was a couple of nice uppercuts that I saw, cause I just rewatched it again uh, this afternoon before uh, we, we went into the show. I mean, very impressive by Habib, uh, especially in that heat, DJ Tony. I did, I always I felt for every single fighter in that in that particular fight card because that shouldn't happen. Um, also, um, when I had uh, a couple of uh, friends over to watch this fight, um, my casual friends, and th- the first thing that we said when I mentioned the the heat that was inside of the arena, we did exactly what they did on the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, when he did the fight companion, DJ Tony, um, we were talking about who would have the the best advantage. Would it be the Brazilians? Uh, would Dustin Poirier have an advantage over uh, the Russian? Uh, I just thought it was funny that we everybody who was watching that fight live kind of had the same conversation. So obviously it has to be a talking point. But DJ Tony, I, I throw to you. Um, what did you see going down here in the main event? Uh, do you see it the same way we saw it? Because uh, we thought that Khabib just kind of dominated. I want to be – I don't want to host your parties because who the hell is going to have people over at 6 a.m. in the morning? Good Lord, bro. Well, oh, I about morning. We, parties. we definitely uh, avoided spoilers and watched it on our, uh, at our own convenience, DJ Tony. Paid for, of course, because that's what we do. Um, listen. Absolutely. Uh, the, yeah. the, I'm it's not going to say I told you so. Nothing there? Because you know I'm always the one to say I told you so. (laughs) But here's the thing, guys. I mean, as DC has said and and many others have said, and Marco has has said this too after um, DC said it, I mean, there are levels to this, right? And Dustin Poirier, you you can't not take away the run that he went on, beating Anthony Pettis, beating Gagey, beating a still pretty decent Alvarez beating Max Holloway, who I thought was going to demolish him. Habib is just at a different level, you guys. And I think we saw Dustin Poirier, who has given up before. He has. Um, 
give up. And you know what? I don't know if I can blame him, right? With the travel, him having his family over, I thought all the pressure was on Habib. Looks like there was a lot of pressure on uh, Dustin Poirier as well. But, you know, Habib is just at a different level. So shout out to Habib. Let's see how many more fights he has in him. But, uh, you know, he, he absolutely dominated that fight. Yeah, well, I think that uh, I think that you know we, we we saw a dejected Poirier after the fight. And hey, top marks, guys! I thought top marks for both fighters to be wearing the other fighter's fight shirt. I thought you know we see that in other sports. We especially see it in you know uh, football, um, European football that is, so soccer. Um, and I just thought that was total class uh, by both guys to to take that on um i think that the heat guys again i'm just going to reiterate i think the heat had a big factor i mean would you dj tony would you like to go to your jujitsu classes in asana probably not right so top marks to everybody for competing and competing hard um i also thought it was quite interesting dj tony to to re-watch the fight and just watch khabib's dad kind of tell everybody to shut up and just let Khabib do his work there in the third. If you watch the corner um, in behind Khabib, uh, his dad is controlling that action, and it, it was it was cool to see. Marco? Okay. Real quick on the desert heat, and uh, I just from personal experience for being in Iraq twice, with full combat gear in the freaking 120-degree weather, you know, uh, doing missions and shit, if you get climatized to the shit and you're well hydrated, I'm talking about taking electrolytes and shit, it, it's not really that bad because your body will adjust. And, uh, and these guys, some of them were there for a, for a hot minute to try to get climatized to the weather. I still don't think it's a fair freaking thing to fight in a freaking hot freaking sauna. But like, we are making a little bit too much of the freaking weather because Potier himself said that he didn't affect him. Tavid said that he didn't yeah. affect him. Paul further said that he didn't affect him. So did Barbosa. So, uh, like, some fighters did get affected. But others did not complain about it. If they're not complaining about it, we shouldn't complain too much about it either. No, I think it's our responsibility to claim, complain about it, brother, especially uh, <laughs> no, 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 in an area like that. From the point of view of the fighters, we shouldn't complain for them. But from the point okay. of view of the event, yes. We have to protect the fighters from themselves. Remember, Marco, that's the rule. Let's move to the co-main event, uh, DJ <laughs> Tony. If you want to cue music, go for it. If not, let's just run right through to into it. So moving to the co-main event of UFC 242, uh, Felder versus Barbosa, uh, probably the best fight on the fight card, in my opinion, besides the curtain jerker, um, uh, on the on the main card, uh, this fight here was you know two guys that are extremely talented. Felder versus Barbosa, of course. Felder gets the decision. Um, of course, this is where Marco got his, got his extra point here uh, by getting the decision uh, due to the new rule change. Pammy, um, let's start with you. Uh, mm-hmm. You caught this co-main event, right? And uh, I mean. Action all over the place. Everybody was bleeding. Everybody was checking kicks. Everybody was spinning, back fists, spinning attacks. Uh, everybody got to do their stuff in this one, right? Oh, I absolutely loved it. 
truthfully, I, I thought that Barboza one, not yeah, just because I like too. Barboza, but I, I, I love Paul Felder too. But I, I really thought that Barboza won. But man, what a great fight! It, it was just. I mean, action-packed. You couldn't even. You didn't even want to close your eyes or blink because you thought you were going to miss something. But great, great, great fight. I'm not mad that Paul yeah. won, but um, I I really thought that Barbosa won. Yeah, I I had the same a uh, feeling as you when I watched it live, Pammy, and then when I watched it back again mm-hmm. today. I had a kind of a different feeling about it. It was a very, very close fight. I thought that Paul Felder, unfortunately, um, made a big deal out of nothing about uh, the headbutt um, because it was just an incidental clash of heads. In fact, Paul Felder was the one who was initiating a clinch and pulling uh, Barbosa into him. So um, I just thought that that, in my opinion, Pammy was a way for Felder to get his uh, himself, um, you know, back into the fight, taking yeah. just a tiny bit of a break, uh, and then that break I thought seemed to reinvigorate him, and you know, um, yeah, it really looked good in the in the last round, especially. Uh, but I digress. Uh, DJ Tony, what did you think about this fight? Did you have did you have it going for for uh, Barbosa as well, or did you have Felder? Because it was a tight fight. I think everyone, Proteus, except for Adelaide Bird or whatever her name is, and all the yeah. judges in Abu Dhabi that don't know how to judge. I mean, I listen. This is not the the first fight. I thought Angela uh, Lee also won that fight, but. I thought it was clear. I totally agree with you that that Felder somehow took a page out of Yoel Romero and Shake Congo and decided to go the route of taking a breather. But yeah, I yeah. I actually had uh, Edson Barbosa winning it, um, 29-28. Um, first two went to Barbosa, last one went to Felder. Good on them. I mean, it, it was a good fight. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Maybe the third to trilogy comes to pass. Interestingly enough, no one got fight of the night. I'm pretty sure that one deserved fight of the night. Oh, it, sure yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, for sure it did, man. And uh, it's unfortunate that they didn't get extra money, but maybe they got some locker room benefits. I doubt it. Uh, Marco, but like DJ Tony said, I mean, this sets up the third fight between these two guys, right? I mean, I'd like to see a third fight between these two guys, wouldn't you? Well, the way these two have beat the shit out of each other the last two two fights, yeah, yeah, yeah third one, yeah. But don't be a runaway. <laughs> let it let let it breathe. Let it breathe. No, of course now, not. Now, uh, dude, uh, I'm not gonna throw Paul Felder on the bus because I I saw he aced the fight on the second round at the third, but that's just me being biased because I picked the guy. But this the, that two judges give a thirty twenty seven to Arbosa and another judge give a thirty twenty seven to Felder. On what planet? I mean, even on the compute strikes, Barbosa right. landed tw- 25 significant strikes to Felder's 12. The second round, it was 22-21. One, one more fa- uh, uh, hit for Barbosa. And then in the third round, it was 23-12 to 12 to Felder. So on what planet that was a 37 for either guy? Uh, 29-28, either way, I wouldn't have been mad. I mean, I, I recognize it was a close fight. I seen Felder won because of the second round, that was the what I, I call the swing round, Felder was running the harder shots, the, the ones that looked to have the most effect. Uh, they both connected about the same amount, 
but the shots that Felder was landing were more impactful. And that I, that's what I've seen AJ Heeman to win in the fight. Uh, give me a third fight with them, like in a year or so. Uh, Felder got Maybe into more. the mic and consult. Felder got into the mic and consult people out. I, I, I'm glad that he's doing that. I mean, he's ranked in the top 10 now. So he, there is an interesting fight for him within the, the number six or the number 10 guy. Uh, let's see what Felder can do. I mean, he's not getting any younger. He's 34 years old. So if he's going to make his run, he has to do it now. But very, very fun fight. Marco, did you have a quick spotlight that you wanted to shout out real quickly on this particular card, maybe on the main card, maybe on the Cortis prelims, anything Razor that you thought? Blade. Cortis Razor yeah. Blades looks so freaking dominant. And I know that uh, he has lost twice to Francis Ngannou, but that guy's a future heavyweight champion. He's only 28 years old. If he just waited, waited out, everybody is going to ace out, and he's going to be the champion by default. The guy is so good at his wrestling, his ground on is getting vicious. And uh, there's one guy in this planet that had beat him, and that is Francis Ngannou. And I think if they, if they fight eventually for a title, I still put some money on Curtis Blade because it's a light dog against Francis. His wrestling is second to none, Jugo champion, and his ground on pound is, is, is devastating. Curtis Blade is my freaking shout-out. Uh, Pam, do you got a spotlight that you want to shout out here on this particular fight card, or uh, do you want to go with the, uh, you know, Curtis's razor blades as well, since he's seen? You know, oh, he was awesome. I, I thought it, the hometown it, guy. He, um, oh man, he was just fun to watch. That was, I don't think that I had picked him as my spotlight, but I don't remember who I picked. To be quite honest with you, uh, nobody knows who you picked. I, you so... didn't send us your picks, so. Didn't I? No. I asked you to. I don't didn't. remember. I don't remember. See, I don't even remember. You had a hurricane coming it. down, man. You had a hurricane oh, coming down, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. But it was. I, I'm so glad that he won. I am so glad that he won. And I told you I was. Read, I think I told you guys that I was reading his post where he. They had put him in the middle seat and he was all crammed up in, in the little tiny seats and, and then. Uh, that they finally moved him and he had like a whole role to himself. So he was happy about that, but it, that was a great win for him. I, I was happy for him. Right on, right on, right on. And of course, uh, GJ Tony, I know that you were uh, at the event that we're just about to talk about. So let's start with you. Uh, let's go to I poke gate. Uh, of course, uh, <laughs> DJ Tony, you were, <laughs> you were there. Uh, covering the event live, um, uh, I mean, I don't know, man. I think that the, the there was no eye poke there. I watched it the first time. I just thought that Czech Congo just kind of wanted to give up, and uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts? You watched it live, DJ Tony. You saw everything before, cage side. What are your thoughts, brother? Before you go, Tony, Bellator is going to Bellator, dude. <laughs> I, I I knew you were going to say that. I almost considered saying that before, in my intro with DJ Tony, but I didn't want to do it. <laughs> Go ahead, DJ Tony. You know, here's the thing, though, guys, and thank God we were sitting, I mean, we were sitting cage side, basically, right? And uh, so you can hear the thud of, of Bader, actually the left hook connecting first with Chegg Congo, and then he also hit a right cross. So Congo was hurt before the alleged eye poke. You know, in the post-fight presser, when we're back there, um, Bader actually showed us on his phone the video. And he was like, see, that's on his nose. That's not in his eye. And then, of course, the odd part was 
Rampage, who was, gosh, being Rampage, right? I mean, it was really odd, him going into the ring. He was definitely on um, Rampage. I'll tell you one thing right now. I mean, and I'm stealing this from Bader in the post-fight presser. By the way, shout out to us for asking questions. Sit down, young man. If you look at the video, you can clearly see, in my opinion, that it was not an eye poke, but he was hurt, and I think he wanted to get out. And listen, I think people call Yoel Romero asking questions on, hey, how can I get out of this fight? Uh, Pam, did you watch this particular mm-hmm. fight? No, I, I did watch it, but I was kind of distracted for, because I was looking for somebody's big old head in the audience. Who the fuck is that and, guy? Um, <laughs> but I, I did, and then I was like, well, and, and I had to see him. Like, well, what happened? And they were saying an eye poke, and, and I didn't see the eye poke. And even when they showed it, I still didn't see the eye poke. That that was just kind of weird because I did not see a poke, and I, I did see the the footage where it shows a poke, but not in the eye. So who knows? Ken Savi. Okay, Marco, we're, we're swiftly running out of time, so I want to throw to you real quickly here because, as I mentioned at the top, I poke gate. Um, to me, it looked like Chuck Congo was looking to get out of there. He, he looked like he was going to get more of the same. Look, it's a shame because the featherweight tournament was pretty fun. I mean, there were some, some yeah. really good finishes. And uh, some that freaking fun. names that are popping. That there's some names that are actually popping. This kid that did uh, uh, Pico, I don't remember his name, but I have yeah. to start remembering because he's making a name for himself. And uh, you know what? Uh, that was not a, a poke, man. It was a, a punch to the eye. The tongue went to the nose, and uh, Congo just tried to, to, to find a way out because he knew he was losing the fight and he was not going to win it. So... Yeah, he took his no contest, and I guess he was hoping he was going to get a rematch. He's not going to get a rematch, man. I mean, oh, God, I don't man. know. Bellator is going to Bellator, like I told you. Uh, Rampage is the same <laughs> because, you know, Czech Congo is his homeboy. But, uh, you know, I guess he's going to get a rematch with uh, freaking Bader because he still got the loss against Bader in Japan. But Rampage better fucking uh, concentrate on Fedor and on, on, on Bryson because that's a fight that he got ahead of him. Whatever, man. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. It, it, it was a, a clusterfuck, and uh, Bellator is going to Bellator, like I always tell you. Something always happens with your main events that is weird, that gives you a bad taste on the mouth, and it's nothing clean. And uh, I like it when Bellator does things nicely and everything goes smooth, because then they look good. But more often than not, they get this, this weird shit, like what happened with Mitrion with the freaking uh, mouth, uh, like the, the mouth freaking guard gate. And uh, what happened when Feather and Mitrion knocked each other out? That was actually kind of fun, but uh, you know, it's to be shit, man. Um, whatever. It is what it is, man. It's a shit that we're not talking about the tournament and we're talking about this shit. Okay, so yeah, so DJ Tony, um, as it's I. It's a for Bader, too, by the way. Yeah, I, I, it's great for Bader. I think, uh, regardless, I think everybody saw what I saw, Marco, on the replay. I thought. There was no poke there. He wanted to get out. He got punched in the eye, and that's what happened when you get punched there, in the there, eye. You, there, your there eye swells for, up. Yeah. A, there is a shit for Bader is he doesn't get the clean win on his record because he was beating yeah. the shit out of Chicago. Uh, he gets he definitely contest, was. But yeah, he, these no contest his record, and he shouldn't be in a contest because Bader was whipping that ass, man. All right, so we got two minutes left here, and I wanted to say, listen, uh, we said on last week's show that we're going to cover this this tournament, the, the DJ Tony, and maybe you can get some clarity because you were at the press conference. And by the way, shout out to DJ Tony. 
not only did he have all of the Bellator content, he had all of the UFC content, and he had all of the um, post-fight press conference audio all to Amp Radio. So thank you very much, DJ Tony, for getting that done. And thank you very much for, you know, pressing Scott Coker. I knew Scott wasn't going to take to that question well, but uh, it's neither here nor there. But let's talk about this tournament because... Scott Coker did did announce that um, they're going to do something a little bit differently with this tournament. They're going to have everybody who wins after the first round go to the second round and then choose who they want to fight. So that's something quite interesting. So, Tony, you were there on the ground. What are your thoughts? Well, you also talk about doing something that Japan has done, right, where they have names and someone gets to choose. It's nothing any new, but it's probably new to the audience, right, new to us. Yeah, and, and you're right about that. Here's the thing. You got to give it up to Bellator or, or to Scott Coker for always trying to do different things and, and for being able to cross promote, etc. Say what you want to say about the roster, or I mean, I don't know how Bellator is in charge of, of what people do in, in the main events. I mean, that you know, that's a fighter thing, not a Bella Force thing or Bellator thing. Now I'm saying Bella Force, but. Um, you got to give it up to them, guys. They do. They try to do different things than they need to, to be different. And you got to give it up to them for that. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens uh, moving forward with that. Uh, you know, there's no way you can plan for that kind of stuff. If you get, uh, if you're a winner and you just have the, the bad luck of the draw in in the uh, the lottery, then it's just like the NBA, right? Like you, you just. You get to the place that you get, and you might have to fight somebody you don't want to have to fight. So I think it makes this tournament a little bit more interesting. And, Marco, I think it's a little bit more interesting that they've tried to speed this tournament up a little bit further or a little bit faster. And, I mean, that was the complaint we had about the heavyweight tournament, um, that it just was taking forever. So uh, long story short, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. Um, Bellator looked good. I thought... uh, the UFC looks good uh, this particular week. Um, let's look forward to the, to next week's event. Uh, I think we're the, the 21st. We have another uh, UFC event, so we will... I, I don't have it up in front of me right now, and I'm not going to try. Uh, we will look forward to that uh, particular card next week. Um, I don't have any time right now for Twitter follows for um, Guilty Pleasures of the Week. Marco, why don't you just go ahead and get us out here for this week, brother? The only guilty pleasure we get is football is back. Da-da-da, da-da-da. NFL. Because <laughs> the CFL has been back for a number of weeks, so I'm not too sure what that you're talking about. Count. That does not count. Oh, I see. I see. Follow the Pandora Box. Follow me, Amaldo Marco. Follow the show. Another MMA cast. Red and Review and Snuckleheads. Right on Google, iTunes, Laptop Radio. Give us a nice freaking rating. You know, it helps the freaking uh, algorithm. Fights this weekend on ESPN Plus and TSN of freaking Canada. Genji versus Soroni. If you, if you don't want to watch the fight, you, you're not really a freaking fight fan. We're going to leave you guys. Catch you guys next week. Enjoy the fights. Yes, indeed. And of course, next week is Rodriguez versus Stevens. So we'll see you next week. And just like that, Penny. Oh. Bye, y'all. Proteus, I have to do this. It's 9 11, so never forget. To those people exactly. that lost their lives and and uh, great you know, show. Great um, show. God bless everyone.